the virtual staff room we like to go to. It's the place we go to. It's the place we learn from each other. It's the place we talk to each other. And all of this happens online. I've started this a thousand times. I'll start it another thousand times by saying we aim to be a half hour program. But the fact of the matter is we have never been a half hour program. Not since its very first one. Um, which was 47 minutes and the last one the most recent one with Adrienne Webb was 1 hour and 20 minutes uh, by the way uh, if you haven't heard it it's definitely worth a listen today's staff room and of course season 3 should I mention season 3 is season 3 is Ceci is 50 so Ceci the Computers and Education Society of Ireland is 50 years old this year so don't forget our conference is happening on the 11th of March we want to see you there we'd love to see you there uh, come over talk to us the Computers and Education Society of Ireland being 50 is a big deal so we were asked to put together a series of podcasts for Ceci is 50 so season 3 of the Ceci staff room is about our birthday, our 50th birthday. And we've spoken to various guests over the episodes. This particular episode, I am over the moon with because I finally get to speak on mic, on camera, to Elizabeth Oldham. Now, Elizabeth Oldham, to my mind, is what Ceci is. She understands it. She has been there for a long time. She has worked. She's always working in Ceci. She's always working to make Ceci better. This is my opinion. Who is Elizabeth Oldham? It's a good question, and maybe people figure out different answers, and maybe it doesn't greatly matter. But I suppose if I have to start, especially in this context, I would tend to define myself first and foremost as a teacher. Uh, I, have, I was a registered secondary teacher. I moved into third level education, so I'm still teaching at third level and involved in research as one should be normally if one is, is or has been in a third level job. Um, and I am kept earthed at second and first level and other such things by my many friends in uh, teacher associations notably SESI, and my background actually being first in mathematics, I should also mention the Maths Teachers Association and other bodies I could name as well, but they're perhaps not relevant to the interview. And so there, I'm a person who's been involved in teaching and learning and still learning over the years. Uh, that's perhaps the aspect that is relevant here. Does the learning ever stop? Uh, well, no. Hopefully not. That's when you begin looking at, uh, um, at the grass pushing up over you. So at the start, where did it all begin? Where your involvement with Ceci, was that from day one or was there a pre-Elizabeth Oldham pre-Ceci? Well, there was because there were the people who went to the departmental summer courses, um, including the likes of John Kelly, who was one of our early chairs, Jim Roach from uh, from Cork, ditto. Um, they had the idea of starting SESI um, and had put in preliminary work and they called that first meeting in January 1973, which, as I say, I attended as a stand-in for Father Cyril Byrne. Um, SESI was getting up and running from then. 
In autumn 1973, the Computers in Education Diploma started in Trinity, uh, facilitated by Professor John Byrne and taught by Father Cyril Byrne, with myself acting as a, a classroom assistant, so to speak. Uh, and at the end of that year, the people who took the Computers in Education Diploma, in effect, hitched on to SESI as the Dublin branch. We okay. formed a branch. I'm not sure how it was, let's say, slightly constitutional to draw on other uses <laughs> of the phrase. Um, never quite sure that it was frozen in the constitution, probably much later. But in that time, we got more involved. And indeed, I think I went to the summer course in 1973, the departmental summer course, traveling down with John Kelly and others. And what, you mentioned it briefly in, in, in the, the start at what point do you're sitting around and you go, there's a need for the computers in education? So even though there may have been or the talk of computers, like at what point do you go, boys and girls, we need a society for computers in education? I suppose SESI grew and started growing without my saying that, but other people were beginning to see it. I'd had an interest slightly from my school days, uh, picked up in my graduate student days when I was looking at the foundations of mathematics, so Turing machines, theoretical computing, implications for philosophy of mathematics and for education generally. Um, other people were seeing what was happening or of their own accord, seeing this was an exciting way forward. In my HDIP year, the professor uh, gave us a lecture on teaching machines and possibilities of teaching and learning using, as I say, the technology of the day more or earlier day, and invited Bill Hyland to give a lecture to the DIP students. Um, it would be a very different lecture now, but the ideas behind it might not be so different. And then in my Ahmed, they were actually, that there was a course. So, the likes of people who were thinking about how education might be changing and what it might be drawing on. Um, so you mentioned obviously influenced my thinking and got me excited about it. So you you mentioned that that lecture might have been a very different lecture if it was given now, but it some of the some of it will be the same. How how explain that to me? How. There are questions we ask and answers we give. The questions may stay the same. The answers may change. Now, I didn't dig out my old HDIP notes and read up what I wrote down at the time. I could, but life was just a bit yeah. busy. That would <laughs> have course. been a research project. Um, uses, for example, in, I think he mentioned administration, which is one aspect now that we take for granted. I think he mentioned the idea that it would be easier to have multiple iterations of exams. I can't remember if he focused on teaching and learning mm -hmm. and actually on programming, but there were big questions there and that we would still ask. So you said we 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 would still ask those questions. Is that because it's uh, it's important to, to ask those questions, or is that because nobody has come up with an answer for them yet? Uh, I'd say it's important to ask them, and the answers have changed as the technology has changed, and indeed as the system has changed. Um, and how has technology in education changed? Now, I know the technology itself has changed because technology changes, um, but but technology in education was it was it brought about 
as an educational tool first or was it to learn technology and education or were those two separate two very separate things i think they were going on side by side from as far back as i can remember being looking at the education system not just as a schoolgirl so to speak um the professor's lecture was about teaching machines, so about teaching and learning. Some people were starting programming courses, so that was about computer science or at least computer studies with, a, a so let's say, a broader and less technical mandate. Um, I would say from the beginning, that I would think of as the beginning for me, we were looking both at um, the study of the computer itself and things around it and at the role it could play. When did it it take off? Because one of the questions I have here is the 1990s was the decade where technology and the internet became more accessible. Like, I mean, that's all fine and well, me saying in the 1990s, but when did you see it just, when did that trajectory take off? To some extent... The 1980s were when, and I think I've said it before, maybe in a sessy setting, when we we had sown the wind and we reaped the whirlwind. A lot happened, maybe it was small scale and it wasn't always systemic, uh, but it was the decade in which computer studies courses came into the official curriculum at second level. It was when initiatives were taken at primary level, including ones, again, started by the department. Uh, It was when, at primary level particularly, the focus on teaching and learning would have been stronger than the focus on programming, except perhaps for Logo. Uh, There was beginning, it was feasible to do some of the teaching and learning side in that there were sometimes, you know, two computers in a school, um, (laughs) maybe more by the end of the decade. And when people were writing their own little teaching and learning programs and that aspect of teaching and learning with computers rather than teaching and learning about computers was realizable in Ireland a bit as it hadn't been perhaps in the 1970s. Um, when you went to see a big computer in a big room at the end of your computer course. Okay. Looks so, uh, made about taking a course on swimming in which you finally went and looked at a swimming pool but um that that's a, that's a really good. Yeah, we were we were getting some access to mainframe computers. That was a really so. good analogy there. It's learning how to spending three years to learn how to swim and then taking a look at the swimming pool and then visit a swimming pool yeah. and look at it. But in the eighties, individuals also were beginning to do things that were more, um, say, for example, primitive email systems. Fred Mail, a sassy person involved. Uh, CDs. Now, we hadn't got as far as the internet impacting schools at this stage, mm-hmm. but nonetheless, there was a lot happening. May I look at my list for a moment? I have yeah, a few notes course. written yeah, down yeah, here yeah. and just see have I missed anything Absolutely. dramatic. Sessie um, was, was a recognised go-to body if the department or others were consulting about this, and the cross-sectoral nature of Sessie first level, second level, third level, not formal education at all, and so on, made it perhaps particularly important. Um, Oh, yes, we saw also um, perhaps the decline of an emphasis on programming and the rise of a skills focus as regards technical aspects of of using a computer. 
Things like adventure games were so exciting. You didn't need programming for that. You played Granny's Garden. I've mentioned that before on occasions. And then, of course, uh, later on, we got um, uh, the internet, but that's into the 90s before it affected us. So there was a broadening of scope and a change of focus. For some of us, an interest in computing never upped and went away, but it wasn't the main focus um, as it had been at the beginning, necessarily, I would say. I'm making sense. That was the 1980s. The 1990s, yes, the, there was the internet, there were things like the integration project, um, the IT integration project, again, system level, and there were schools IT 2000 at the end of the decade. Uh, a lot of SESI people involved, not necessarily under their SESI hats, or not officially under their SESI hats, but the community, the tribe, as we tend yeah. to like to say, was involved. So because um, SESI has a, I mean, SESI has a place, and it, 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 I get asked all the time um, when, I, when I talk about SESI, I talk about SESI with great fondness, the community of teachers all learning from each other about technology and education. But it still surprises me how many teachers don't know about SESI and computers and education. And there's still that uh, bit and we spoke to Adrienne about this uh, last uh, in the last interview. There is still that specialist aspect to computers and education that it, that is that hovers over the subject of computers and education. That it, oh, that's a very specialist thing. People haven't realized how integrated computers and education mm. has become, and. What you spoke about, you started off speaking about coding and learning coding and learning how to code and what is code. And next thing, there was a splinter there because now you're learning coding, so learning computers. Now there's computers and education. They're two very, very separate things. The, the they, computer as a teaching aid versus the teaching and learning. Learning about computers yeah. and learning with computers. Yeah, exactly. teaching. Yes, that, that dichotomy goes back in the literature um, from early on. We, we like to think we bridged the gap, that we were very involved in both without giving priority to the one or the other, except in so far as at a particular time it was relevant to focus. And what was SESI's involvement at the start in that? Was it purely consultation or was it uh, CPD? We drafted a syllabus in the 1970s and submitted it to the department. Um, at the end of the 1970s and leading into the 1980s, we were called into the department, and again, it was SESI as the go-to body and um, across uh, sectoral somewhat cross-sectoral, we'd have been second-level teachers or myself at third level, uh, to meet with inspectors from the department, and say Bill Highland was there, Con O'Keefe, the maths inspector, um, and a couple of others. Um, and they, at this point, were putting forward what they saw as the first entry of the computers, uh, uh, computer studies in the curriculum. Okay. They... Some, I have read, and I think it was in um, Michael Moynihan's thesis or drawn from it, that uh, it, he reported it or somebody did as being based on the SESI syllabus. I don't particularly remember that of my own uh, presence at the event. But they had chosen to think the first way in was to place 
computer studies within mathematics, which was not the Sesame orthodoxy. Okay. Um, it's true that if you took intercert maths at higher level and were going to do ordinary leaving, there was a considerable overlap. So you actually had time to spare in your learning. What? It's almost unfathomable to think that there might be um, a time to spare in a leaving cert course. But that meant that perhaps the audience they thought of most was the very large cohort that took ordinary level maths and didn't say weren't doing higher level, which was very, very small percentage. Um, and that they could therefore do a computer studies course. And when I say a computer studies course from then, there would be programming in it. It would involve writing some programs. There would be an emphasis also on the machine architecture and on the social impact of computers. That was probably where studies might have differed from a more scientific uh, um, approach of something called computer science, though they consider that too, of course. So um, there we were called in to be told that the option was going to be put, it was an optional module not examined in the, in the exam papers for leaving cert, but uh, it, you could um, ha have, your, ha have the work inspected in your school or later, I think it was delegated to teachers they trusted that they knew, in other words, over the years. So, maths, uh, coding, in coding, is it, uh, is it maths or is it a language? Uh, it's a cross between the two, and I believe some research shows it more heavily, or it's old research, so it may not no longer stand up, more heavily related to language. But they saw, they saw the two things. I think the, the, that group of inspectors saw it as maths-related more than SESI did, and also, there was this place you could put it where quite a lot of people might have the option of taking it if they or their school more or less so chose. Uh, it was followed up. Uh, the idea was that there would be um, a freestanding course introduced within a couple of years. We waited a bit more than a couple of years for a leaving cert course. They did introduce one in the junior cert, but it didn't gain massive traction and it faded out. And a lot of people, I think, don't know it ever happened. Yeah, I was just going to say, I don't. Around 1985, uh, apparently in the lead up, it might again have been part of maths, but it's in the old rules and programme for secondary schools as a freestanding course. More of an information focus than the Leaving Cert option module had. Uh, broadening, reflecting developments of computer uh, computers generally as dealing with information perhaps more than as well as problem solving. I might add it's perhaps relevant to say I years later I asked the maths inspector Con O'Keefe what he saw in effect as the rule uh, as the role of computer um, the, the computer studies option and he said thinking. 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 It wasn't about preparing the workforce, though, I mean, wasn't opposed to that, I'm sure. It, it wasn't um, about communication so much. It was, it was the problem-solving aspect with another word, I'd say. So not the economic focus, which might have been more prominent in other jurisdictions. Talking with Richard Millwood, I think he saw a more economic impetus in England, where they were perhaps a few years ahead of us in introducing courses like this. Ours was very much for the student 
understanding the role of the computer in the world and solving problems. And what's the what was the golden age of Ceci? Like Ceci is just going to have its fiftieth anniversary. It has it technically a few days ago in January. So I think our golden age is our whole golden period, our fifty years. Okay, I like Sorry, that would you like a kick for touch or sending it back to you? But I did try to think of a specific golden age. And I got five or six different ones, uh, 70s, 80s, oh yeah, five different ones for the five different decades. But see, you can't see, I, I, I was looking at that question going, I, like, how would you define a golden age? Surely every achievement, every move forward, every paper submitted, every bit of research done is a step, a, a step forward. And each step forward should be a milestone as opposed to, a golden age. This is where Ceci made an impact. And I think they were, and I think we they, we have been there um, doing advocacy, doing teacher support, being cross-sectoral in all those five decades. If we had a slightly slack period, I, I could pinpoint one, but it might say more about me and what else I was doing at the time for some reason, um, following on Schools IT 2000 to the later noughties some of the original um, things that worked were no longer working so well, like the branch model. And then, of course, along came uh, the email, along came the SESI list, along came teach meets happening under a SESI umbrella and associated with it. So the end of the noughties was definitely golden. I like it. I, I think like it. I absolutely agree with you. There were There were successes, there were milestones, there were exciting new visions in every one of those decades. There hopefully. was, and, and, yeah. and hopefully there, there will continue to be. Um, I, I, I wonder, in my head, I'm very, I'm sandboxed, I can't see the wood from the trees, because I'm looking at it going, surely it's the 2000, from 2010, from the accessibility of email, from every school getting broadband, surely that itself is is is. Remember how exciting it was when every second level school got a computer. I know, I know, I remember that. Too easy. Yes, um, there were some limitations on what you could do with it, and I suppose I'm a glass half full person. Um, we were banging on the department door and doing other such things and criticizing the fact that not more was being done. But that was, if you like, our job. But see, that's and, the thing. And that's the Computers and Education Society of Ireland. That's what that's that's where I suppose that's where we're coming from. And that's where I'm coming from at the moment with that is what are what are the achievements of the Computers and Education Society of Ireland? And I think SESI has SESI's in the background. We're, we're not one to be flaunting what 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 we do, but we're always there's there's always something happening in the background. I remember sitting down. I remember there's two things I remember about you, Elizabeth. Right, two things. The first time I met you was the fortieth anniversary of Ceci, where you uh, you there was a cake and you cut the cake and you gave a, a speech, and I wrote a piece about it and I say Elizabeth. Oldham is a case study on how to deliver a speech. 
So I was blown away, absolutely blown away. It was one of my good days. It, it was a good day. There was no rush to rugby. There was you were chilled out. <laughs> was, but the next time I met you, and I use this on practically almost every staff room. We met in a coffee shop, and I it was after a conference up the country, and you happened to be there and I sat down beside you and I introduced myself and we were chatting about this, that. And I said, well, what's what's your thoughts on Ceci, Elizabeth? And you looked at me and you just gave this look. You said, I believe that Ceci are fighting above their weight limit. And I I think that's profound. How Can you explain that? Because I've mentioned this loads of times to loads of different guests about Elizabeth Oldham said, and finally now that I have you, can you answer me that? What what did you mean by Ceci tends or is fighting above its weight? Uh, its weight. In some ways, we were talking about a small group of enthusiasts, and it might other other say other teacher associations, other subject groups might want to own the same description, but we had these wonderful people who were excited about ideas in education and ideas for students, and who happened also to be interested in technology. And I'm definitely putting the education and the students up front Mm -hmm. and the technology seen as in their service, uh, not being techie for the sake of being techie. Um, They were movers and shakers, is the sort of phrase one meets in these occasions. They were prepared to get up and do things, share ideas. by getting the brand name of SESI eventually and its significant move eventually from computer education to computers in education to make sure the name reflected um, a spectrum of aspects. We interacted with bodies like the department. Uh, The we is collective. Um, I can think of the leaders who did it at the time rather than suggesting it was myself. We knew people, we made submissions, we made a noise, we tried to set up means of supporting teachers who were interested. Uh, SESI took over the department role in running summer courses in computers in education broadly and went on doing that for a few years until the department stepped back into the frame. Uh, We had the branch structures and so forth. The numbers signed up to the SESI list now make us probably bigger than we ever were at the time. But it was a small group, perhaps initially, but yet influencing at system level and being recognized at system level as the go-to group more than our numbers might suggest. And actually, as I say, I'm sure other uh, teachers associations, subject associations at second level, um, will feel that that description mm. fits them too. But perhaps particularly for SESI because of the broad scope. So, all right, it's a boxing metaphor, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and I'm not particularly knowledgeable about boxing, but there it is. But I, I, it just I'm stuck with sense. me. To ask the question I was asked my students, am I making sense? Yeah, and you know what? Yes, you are. You're making sense. You're making sense to me. Um, and that does make sense. And I often wondered about it. I often wondered why. Because, again, when you're in the middle of it, on the front side of, of the computers and education teacher training and a mm. champion for enabling teachers to use... Like, I'm a champion of... Two things you, you mentioned there. One was the technology for the sake of technology. I hate that. I hate that. My background, 
before this was I would sell iPads and technology into schools and I'd make the thing dance and I'd walk away. And you'd go back a week later and it wouldn't be used, it wouldn't be touched. And you, you kind of go, why? And you got all the excuses. The teacher that was meant to be doing it didn't get the CPD. Uh, they might have been away on maternity leave. That particular teacher that does computers actually had the kids is now scheduled to do football. Mm-hmm. So you have a stack of iPads sitting in the middle. And I, 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 I came home to, to my girlfriend, now long-suffering wife, um, and I said, well, what? Like, and she said, make a difference. Go to the schools. Offer the teacher mm-hmm. training. Um, because, and the, to me, technology and education, I come at this from the teachers. I want to be teachers. I want the techno- teacher-centric. I want to be mm-hmm. to enable the teacher to use the technology because it's the correct tool to use or possibly a correct tool a to correct, use. Exactly, if exactly. it isn't a correct tool to use, then we don't want people to use technology. And I think it's always worth saying at some point, there was good teaching before technology. There is superb teaching by people who don't avail of technology. I uh, nonetheless, more. I think I... we can get a lot of enhancement and maybe systemic change if we do use appropriate technology appropriately. I'm not talking it down. Yeah, but yeah. just remembering, there is another world out there. There is, of course, and again, great people in it. And, the, um, the champions, yeah. the 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 the, the crew, the, you know them that are on the sessi list, that are always on the sessi list, that are supporting teachers. We tend to go. We tend to be very much the technologist. Oh, I'm an educational technologist. I do this, but like education was around well before technology and education. And paper, somebody reminded me of this that paper back in the day, is a form of technology and that is used in, in education. Um, so. I have a very technological tool here. There you go. So like, so. Paper as well, partly because I didn't want to be flicking between screens um, uh, while we're so talking. Look but, at, uh, I, anyway. When, like, where do you think, or what have been the biggest missed opportunities for, for SESI? Has there been any? I'm sure there have. We're human and we haven't always been around and banging the right drums at the right moment. Maybe one of them was not following up, and this is maybe a bit system-wide as well, and perhaps we didn't obviate it, following up on Schools IT 2000. Uh, Here, suddenly, things were going to come together. There were going to be lots of projects. There would be breakthroughs, or is it breakthrough? And uh, the world would change. And there were three years of the funding and so forth. And yes, there was uh, later development. But I I still see maybe the early 2000s as a bit of a slack period. Again, it would be interesting for somebody to challenge me on that and maybe get me to change my mind. Why? Why? But, why do you think it was? What, well, I think in your own why, opinion. Why? Why would it be interesting for them to challenge me? Or why? No, do no, I think no. It, why do you think it was a slack period? I mean, if they I want mean, to challenge you, they because can. Because there wasn't the systematic follow-up for schools IT two thousand. There were reports done, and at that stage, the reports didn't advocate the bringing in of a computer science type subject. The people who made the report 
saw the difficulties in doing it. They saw system level difficulties in adding a subject that might be taken by rather few was the thinking. Um, my own thinking was rather more, sure there are subjects that not many people take like Greek and applied maths over the years. And I thought it was a no brainer to bring in the computer science side. Now, the great and the good who produced the report with deep thought and a lot of research disagreed with me or with, and they produced a view different from mine. But I think at that period there, people were agonizing over the difficulties, not just the scholars who made the report, <coughs> excuse me, but um, others as well, maybe looking to be fair at system level and have equality of access or equity of access, where maybe one should have picked up the ball and run with it, as I think I said before, mm -hmm. um, and tried out developments small scale to make a change, to make a breakthrough, to make things be modelled and appear feasible. Now, somebody else might look at the system and say, sure, it was happening and I just missed looking out at it or noticing it. And as I said earlier, Ceci was perhaps finding some of its structures were outgrown and it hadn't yet embedded the new ones. So it wasn't perhaps our most flourishing period. But the great and the good of the time might jump up and say, no, you're overlooking this, that and the other. Um, um, I I struggle with I struggle with that question, and I've asked everybody on it in the biggest opportunity uh, missed opportunities because I don't believe we can truly see a missed opportunity until it has passed us. Well, well that's we I think often true. Yes, look back like we don't know the pattern till we're a little distance from it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think. I, I, don't, I, I honestly don't know. I, 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 I'm going to have to move on on that one because I'm, I struggle with it as a question um, because I've, I'm not doing it that long in the grand scheme of things. Mm. Um, I'm only doing what I'm doing a short... And, and, I may be overlooking opportunities we missed in the past as they have receded into the past. I might be looking through rose-tinted spectacles. Um, yeah, that's did. exactly how I feel. So you can't say, oh, well, we, did this, we didn't do this or we didn't do oh, We were great yeah. in the 1970s, <laughs> yes, when I was young. Um, um, are we doing it right, Elizabeth? Or are we... Are we like, are, I think are, we've are done we... a, a lot of things right. I think it's been very inspiring. And indeed, all our leaders over the years have inspired in their different ways. Um, we've moved in using the technology to do our work and so on. I think ahead of other teacher associations, uh, we're mainly an association of teachers, not, not only, um, uh, using, uh, for example, meetings connecting on the web meet and use of email i know these are in some ways trivial things but we modeled putting our work where our interests were we have kept up the pressure both on the if i can still go back to the old dichotomy on the learning about the computer with the leaving cert course in now and the coding uh, course in the junior cycle and work at primary level and the teaching and learning aspects which mayn't have been quite as prominent in recent years, but they are still just as important. They may not have been quite as fashionable for a while. We've had our leaders batting for us on committee. Sorry, I'm on other sporting analogies again. It says something about me. Um, uh, and uh, 
inputting their knowledge, their insights and their groundedness in the world of school. And so I think we are doing a lot right. It would be nice if more people were doing it and able to give more time to it. But teachers are very, very, very busy people. So weighed down with challenges. Yeah. And I mean, this is something we spoke about is very fresh in my mind because I, I just recently finished editing it. Was it something we spoke I spoke to, to Adrienne Webb about? Uh, like, I don't, I f there's a lot going on with technology and education and a lot I don't understand. And there's a lot of volunteers and you said something there I wish more people could get involved with. But are the right people, are the wrong people being asked and the right people not being asked? Like, is it fair to get I thought of that, yeah. Like, um, I, I'm, I'm afraid that we're asking the wrong people best will in the world, like best hearts of gold. Mm -hmm. We're asking teachers to carry around toolboxes to fix a thing in case it breaks. And teachers aren't technicians, they're teachers. <laughs> no, oh, I, on this I would agree, yes. So are, um, we, are we asking the right people the wrong questions? We may be in, in that sense. We haven't provided the, the, the country, the whole system hasn't provided the backup for teachers to make their lives easier in using tools without massive disruption. Now, whether SESI can do anything about that or whether it's outside the scope of SESI, um, I'm not sure. Mm. SESI people, mm. probably wearing other hats, have made very important inputs. Um, there again, probably goes back to my uh, two aspects for myself. I do tend to be a glass half full people's, uh, person, so I see the nice That's why we love you. Succeeded, <coughs> and on the other hand, I'm not the most creative and innovative person in the world. Somebody else makes the breakthrough, and I follow through the breach that they have made in the in the wall. I'm I don't know. I, hold on a minute now. Stall there a second. <laughs> um, I have some friends who would knock the system down and start again. Knocking down the system and rebuilding it is one way of approaching this. And you said you're not the most innovative. I don't like. I, I beg to differ. I think it takes an innovative person to see the direction something is going in. And that innovative person has to have a certain amount of imagination and vision. And you have that. Because if you didn't, you'd be, you'd have given up on Ceci. You'd be, like, you'd be following your rugby 24-7. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You wouldn't be here talking to me. Um, I don't know. I think there, I see it in other things too. I see myself more as a, a diligent and enthusiastic workhorse coming in behind the cutting edge creativity. Mm -hmm. And if I just name a couple of colleagues over the years from third level, Anne Fitzgibbon in the School of Education here in TCD, Deirdre Butler in DCU, mm -hmm. um, ourselves with Margaret Leahy in DCU, um, have been to the Society for Information Technology and Teacher Education conferences in America um, over quite a span of years. And I get the feeling when Anne and Deirdre get together, the system is going to be torn apart and revolutionized. I love it. And indeed, my colleague here in Trinity, Brendan Tagney, with the work that's been done with Bridge 21 and TAP and so forth, they do more of the envisaging what could be and making it happen. And I may be looking at what we are doing and looking to see, can we do it a bit better? Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And we need, I think, luckily, I think we need both kinds of people. Of course, of course. We need to do what we're doing at the moment and keep on doing it a little bit better. But we also need the visionaries who can maybe see a totally different direction. And of course, I could mention heaps more individuals than the ones I've picked on at the moment. Is there a um, gap, Elizabeth, between the the carpet dwellers and the the classroom? Is there a gap between what's the thought of how to do something and then by the time... There are teachers who have done things while based in their schools, amazing things while based in their schools. Not every teacher is going to take on that particular challenge. The teachers may be taking on other ones and making differences in other areas. And again, some may be the improve what I'm doing at the moment uh, kind and others may be the make radical changes kind. I don't know if that's quite an answer to the question as asked. but it's No, I think I think it's an answer. It's not the answer to the exact question, but it is an answer to the question. Mm. So uh, I'll take it. I'll take it, stamp it, take it to the bank. Thank you very much. Um, I I wonder at times that teachers at the cold front of teaching are forgotten about when it comes to how to do something. And that's something I don't think, I don't think Ceci can help. Well, Ceci can provide the Ceci list and the support, but I don't think there's anything. I think that that has to come, that has to come for, from government. Teachers are the people who make curriculum plans mm. come through for the students Benjamin Bloom said something about that. I think of the best plans in the world won't be implemented if it's not brought into a classroom level. I haven't got the the quotation quite right, but it goes back a long way, probably about the life of Ceci, if not further. Um, They are immensely important and uh, carry a great deal of the weight Mm -hmm. and, again, do marvellous work. And some people presumably will manage to make more differences than others. I might add, one of my goddaughters gave me a, gave me a plaque for my mantelpiece. You know, a teacher touches a life forever, and I look at it at intervals and think, what about the ones whom I depressed or turned off? <laughs> Which wasn't what goddaughter was trying to say to me. I hope, but um, it's so easy not to be doing the right thing especially when you have large classes and many of them mm. passing by you or engaging with you. Do you have... Uh, so I do think I mean, here the, the importance of the teaching profession is just enormous. And we do can't you, ask is there anything you regret yourself about um, in, in teaching in class? You mentioned something about there, what about the ones I depressed or what about the ones that just didn't? Because let's okay, face it, you, you can't please everybody yeah. like. But yeah, I can look back at individual cases where I know I got it wrong with individual group, individuals or groups, and I probably don't know about the ones where, uh, they say several others where I got it wrong, but nobody told me. Mm. But I'm sure that's true for almost everybody. I'm not beating myself up unduly about it. Um, no, I think I. It's just something. It just it struck me there when you said it. What about the ones that it didn't work out for? As in. No, that's fine. It's, it's, it's just it's something just that like. one needs to think about mm. to keep oneself. Yeah, and Michael Hallisey said education mm. is a reflective is is is, mm. is 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 reflection. Like you have to be able to sit down, do something, and then reflect on it, 
uh, how did it work? And more importantly, how, what didn't work? Because that's how you change How can I change that exactly. another time and be exactly. better at it? Yes. What are the challenges for SESI in the future, Elizabeth, in the, for the next 50 years? This is where immediately we're coming to the area where my conceiving of a different future is not my strong point, and I know it. Um, hopefully, we will still be around and making a difference, but times may be so changed that only those with, uh, let's say, different kinds of creative imagination can paint any kind of a likely picture. And where te technology is involved, we just don't know which way it'll go. I would probably see that SESI sh should still be an advocacy group, a support group, a cross-sectoral group. The three things that we have been from the start um, across broad spectra exactly how it would manifest itself as things change i'd be very hesitant to say we envisage changes in technology we didn't think of the effect of the mobile phone we didn't we think saw... of ai either no we didn't and indeed that's an exciting one just at the moment those of us who said important essay assignments are having to stop and think <laughs> um, whether i'll fade out from teaching the module here just before I have radically to reconceive my my uh, modules assessment. It's all by coursework. Mm. Um, I don't know. Maybe that's a problem for the next person taking the module. But it's a new challenge that we maybe we saw it maybe inappropriately, but vaguely way back early on in the days where people were saying things like the computer made a mistake in my bill. Mm. And we were pointing out, no, the human being who programmed the computer made a mistake in setting up the software that would print your bill. Or, um, and I would what have are included... your thoughts on the 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 chat now? Whether this is something I'm going to have for the SESI staff room later on, as soon as I yeah, get it's, time. It's a challenge that we're going to have to face. Uh, since you put up that um, post about it, I've heard it emerging in so many conversations among mm. people at third level, for example, uh, because probably they are, because I'm meeting them because I'm at third level. Um, the um, third level computing forum mentioned it. Other groups are too. We really are going to have to think. I mean, the plagiarism problem has mm. been getting worse at third level in recent years. Um, we probably miss some things. Hopefully we, we catch others. There's a whole question here about people reflecting on being ethical in how they learn and how they teach and how they tackle assignments. Very challenging for students in difficult situations, I know, but one would like to think that these issues were addressed in education. Um, I remember being a bit shocked at, a, I think it was again, it was at a SESI conference um, where people were talking as if getting others to do your coursework was kind of to be expected. Oh, really? No, maybe just the small group I was with, that maybe I was sitting with the wrong group. And, <laughs> yeah. um, others perhaps would have been horrified, but I was maybe naive and somewhat horrified. Um, I wonder, I just, so do you, do you feel that... AI, chat, GPT, whatever you want to call it, because by the time this is released, no, it'll be called be something one. else. Yeah, like. so many others. Um, 
so is it is it the devil incarnate or is it the future is bright and one hears people talking of using it constructively by critiquing the ai essay mm-hmm. these will be the the useful ways it's the same for example with the plagiarism tools like turnitin mm-hmm. um looking at what turnitin says about your essay is a good learning exercise or can be a good learning exercise why did it highlight that in fact that's okay you gave the citation why did it highlight that Ooh, yes okay okay i didn't reflect sufficiently and reproduce in my own words i hope it's a useful learning tool not just a we'll catch you out uh, in yeah. teaching and learning yeah i i somebody said to me uh trade a good carpenter will always be around but plywood furniture will also also will always be around so the 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 chat the ai is plywood but the 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 human is still mm-hmm. the 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 creative one um I, w- I wonder about it. I'm betwixt and between. I don't know. I know coders that have that are turning to it who would be sitting down and they will just go, here, will you give me a piece of code that mm-hmm. I can plug into a sensor here that'll do temperature, whatever, whatever, whatever. And chat GPT just spits out the code and the code actually works. Mm-hmm. So entry-level coders are... Doing... Yeah, Hasn't there been a pattern over the years, and I'm thinking back, I think to a plenary at a site conference rather than a sessy one, um, that at the beginning the task is hard and the tools are few and far between, and one makes a point of, let's say, coding Mm -hmm. needing to be very rigorous, and then gradually we get the better debuggers and editors and so forth, and it's no longer such a virtue to write your first run of the program mm-hmm. so that it actually does run, your first iteration of yeah. the program so that it does run. Um, and then it fades into the background as a useful tool where you don't need to know a great deal of what goes on under the bonnet. And that perhaps happened with many things. And we focus on the rigor in dealing with it initially. And then we find that maybe after all that is no longer as important it maybe is in that first period as i say we taught i would have taught a little coding to um education students pre-service and in-service so that they knew what it was about in courses the main thrust of which was meant to be about computers in teaching and learning <coughs> the students didn't always perceive and some emphasis on developing skills as well, till they came in with those skills. Um, Some maybe saw the the coding bits out of proportion, or maybe I did them out of proportion. If I were teaching those modules now, there'd be very different content. I wouldn't be needing to emphasize the bit about, um, look, would you ever go and see if I left my specs on the dressing table upstairs? (laughs) And the person goes and looks and sees, but doesn't bring the specs and doesn't even come back, wasn't told to do so. Early instance of um, computers needing to be given all the fine details. Nowadays, that happens at a level you don't see so much. Yeah, and you know what? I'll I'll take your go and get the specs. I was four years old, four and a half years old. My dad was reversing the car into the house in Tonelgy Road in Dublin, and he said, uh, tell me if I hit the pillar, and I was like, come on. 
come on. And he hisses, and I went, yes. Yes, yes. You were interpreting literally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Some things haven't changed. Um, <laughs> Elizabeth, we're going we're gonna to wrap up with a dream, a dream, a dream, a, a, an open-ended question. What technology would you love to see implemented in education? You gave me an advance notice yeah. of that question. And I kick for touch again, <laughs> an appropriate technology, a technology appropriate to the situation, to the learners, to the teacher, whatever that is at the time. Sorry, I have ducked it. Well, well done. I well really don't done. know. I don't well know. I'm, I'm 10 years really where I've scarcely been visiting schools because of being supposedly retired. I failed retirement and I'm still teaching at third level, but I'm not in and out of schools as much as I used to be. Hmm. I'm probably not as up to date with, but let's say I'm learning frantically. Why, for one reason, why do I stay with SESI? I learn so much by being in SESI. I failed um, retirement. That's going to be the one thing that's going to stick with me out of this whole interview. Well, I've definitely failed. I, I failed, you know, I failed the annual exams. I failed the supplementals. I failed the repeat year. I'm still keeping going. I am looking finally to see is the time coming when I hang up my boots um, and do all those other things I listed 10 or 12 years ago that I was going to do. Um, but uh, I'm not the one with the vision. I mean, I'm delighted. Would you believe it? This year, this semester, for the first time, I am regularly teaching in a room that has not only a well-functioning computer with uh, the sort of things you'd expect on it, but there is a visualizer beside it. We had something called, an, was it an epidioscope when I was in school in the 1950s? And it was sort of this big and it would show documents. And the, our geography teacher made good use of it, except that she usually took four shots of the four possible orientations of the document before she got it right. But I say there was a difficult technology to use. And now at last... I am actually in a lecture room regularly equipped with this nice thing where I can show a document when I feel that is the appropriate thing to do. Uh, many people will be saying, gosh, third level must be way behind in the technology stakes. But many bits are well equipped. I just didn't happen to have um, my lecturers normally timetabled for those rooms. That's a bit of the way, but there is a technology that is wonderful in the moment for the job it does and not useful in other uh, situations. And that's the way I'd like to see the technology overall. Serving the students, serving education, making life easier for the teachers. I think you're right. I think you're 100% right. Um, I, th I think we need to stop using technology just because it is technology yeah. and we need to very much so. just yeah. if, if it doesn't work just put it aside no, we love us or we wouldn't be involved i presume mm -hmm. i don't know of anyone who joined sesi so to speak to fight against um uh, but not everybody loves it and mm -hmm. it doesn't do every job the yeah. excitement certainly i mean you mentioned things happening more recently um uh, the maker movement and everything mm. is a new thrill. The, the, the back to the future on, on computer science courses, I find these thrilling and they seem to thrill many people where the technology of days gone by was not supportive, where, say, programming was picky and difficult and so forth. Now, hopefully, the languages are more suitable to bring in more people, hopefully. 
the, the, the hands-on aspects of the maker movement, engage many who didn't think they'd be engaged. Mm. Um, so it's all, it's all good in that respect to see developments and hope that our changes are happening now at the right time. There was always some idea, I think, that there we, we didn't want to start later, but in some respects we were starting too soon to achieve some goals. Yeah, yeah, very true. Now we have the true. fingers crossed. There may be false dawns again. But we go on trying. We will, but sure, that's all we can do. We can, we can only go on trying. Um, and we, can, we, have to, we have to keep learning. We have to stay learning, not keep learning. Stay learning. Stay learning. And there's always lots to learn. Elizabeth Oldham, thank you very much for joining us on the SESI staff room. I appreciate it. I, I, I could spend the next two and a half hours talking to you. We could go on chatting. We yeah. could indeed. And I could be throwing questions at you instead of the other way around. Do you know what? That's for the next one. Um, I'll, <laughs> I'll hold you to that. I will. I'll, I'll hold you to that. That's, that'll be for the next SESI uh, staff room. Thank you very much for joining us. Until we chat to you again, stay learning. Keep learning. <laughs>